This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. They have blown their rivals away. They have blown us all away in truth. Premier League champions 2016. The amazing Leicester City. But in 49, 61, 63 or 69 when they reach the final. But the class of 2021 have delivered. Leicester City are FA Cup winners at last and are history makers at Wembley. Leicester to my TV. Your first choice for everything Leicester City. Tune in and join in now. And now, here's your host. Hi, right, Chris. All right then, <laughs> how the devil are we all? Well, if you believe social media, if you believe the news, um, we're a club that's imploding in on itself, are we? Um, I, 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 I put in the headline, we, are we a club that's tearing ourselves apart? Maybe that's a little bit overdramatic, but 
there's something not right in the camp. I mean, you know, everybody says about Man United, um, something's not happening right there. And, you know, it's been mentioned before when managers have gone, you know, when Claudio went, was it player power? It's, there's something just not clicking. Uh, hopefully we're going to try and get to the bottom of what it is. Um, should the players have more loyalty? Started to do, well, what's it going to do with this show? I only just decided to do this last minute because we did the prediction show last night. And uh, Terry, Terry's fault, blame Terry, uh, started asking about this. I thought, well, let's do a show and let's see what people think. Welcome along. This is Leicester Till I Die TV. You can find us on YouTube at Leicester Till I Die TV. Or if you're listening on Catch Up on your favourite podcast platform, it is obviously Spotify, Google, Apple iTunes, Podcast Addict, to name but few. In fact, this is where you can find us. Watch us on YouTube. Listen on your favorite podcast platform or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. So I'm going to bring Neil in in just a second. One of us is um, team in, one of us is team out. And we'll get your chance to have a vote on what you think as we go through the show. But I want to start off just by reading. Uh, this was a post by, you know, Craig, our fellow uh, pundit here on Lester Till I Die TV. He actually posted this. And I, and I think it, it does, it kind of sums up the whole situation. But he said, because I think somebody asked and questioned Top's loyalty to, with everything that's been going on, will he stay at the club? And Craig's replied, uh, the biggest disappointment to top won't be what's going on on the pitch or at the training ground. It will be the behaviour of a small set of supporters who tarnish the name of the club and therefore the name of the family. The same fans who sing Vajarchi had a dream. If they had to stand in front of each eye or top and explain why they do what they do in the name of Leicester City, I hope they would be embarrassed. This is a club which used to be loved by fans of other clubs. We were everybody's second favourite club. We were, we were, but it's no more. We are tarnishing the image of the club with yobbish behaviour and infighting on social media. We all love this club. There is room for different opinions, of course. I wish that sometimes, when they act the way they do, that our fans would stop and say to themselves, what would Vichai think? Do that before acting and hopefully we can pull this support back together behind the club. Is it getting toxic? Is it getting too much? Or is it just a blip? This is football show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Indeed, and I want to bring Neil in. Good, uh, good evening, Neil, from a great Leicester channel, uh, Beyond the 90. Uh, welcome along. Thank you for joining us. Anytime, Chris. It's just one of those times where I think the last time I was on, I want to say it was after we got knocked out of the Europa League, um, which is obviously, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a bad <laughs> omen, um, but I apologise. I know, but great to have you on again. Thanks thanks for thanks for having me on, Chris. It's Not been great. Um, yeah, it's going to be a really good discussion because my God, it's gone, it's gone haywire in the last it, weekend, hasn't it? It has, hasn't it? And like you said before, it's hard to judge it just on the social media, but that's how fans sort of vent their frustration these days. 
Um, but there is a link in the um, description below on YouTube to um, uh, uh, Neil's and uh, Beyond the 90s um, uh, Twitter. I can't remember words out Twitter and YouTube, but just give them a shout out, Neil, where people can find you. Yeah, no, thank you for that, Chris. Uh, yeah, so just right here, Beyond the 90 LCFC, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter as well. So we try and do our bit again with social media. We're not as active as probably some other accounts, but we just try and put out good quality less city content. So uh, shout out to Brad, yeah, Brad as well. Thanks, Brad. Yeah. Yeah. He beat doing, me Brad? in the last round, so it's another another loss for me as well. Yeah. I, I, I was going to have Brad on, but I can't because I know he'd swear. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I can't put him through it again. We did the post match together, and I can't. You know, it, it's health wouldn't stand another one of these shows. Um, I've, I've put this, but basically, I and mean, it, it is um, kind of like this. It's a bit of fun. Uh, I'm very much Brendan in, uh, but you want him out. Um, so anybody that's watching, are you Team Chris or Team Neil? And I've just realised I can't spell Team there. Uh, <laughs> let me just got carried away the double E in my name. I've got the double E in your name, I think, didn't I? <laughs> it was just the two. I got two E's in Team. That was what it was. There we go. There we go. Uh, Brendan out um, straight away. End of season. Well, the thing is, at the beginning of the season, I, I was deluded enough to think we could get fourth just because of the players we brought in, the signings we made and the progress we can build on from next year and the squad that we've got. Um, and for me, it was it's not just this match. I've been leaning kind of even towards the... It was it was a straw that broke the camel's back for me, that, that Nottingham Forest game. Mm -hmm. But it's not all down to Brendan. The players need to take responsibility massively for that as well. What I didn't like is that Brendan, for a few few weeks now, has kind of been trying to backtrack and play. Um, yes, we have been kind of overachieving, mm. but at the same time, you look at it going, it seems like everything's imploding and he's the main man there. He's play From when we're speaking to Liverpool fans as well, it seems like similar things that he's done at Liverpool yeah. when he was there. And that's what's worrying. And see what's happening and speak to Liverpool fans like, we told you third season, Rogers. And I was like, ah, he'll be, he'll be, he'll be, he's learned from that, no problem. It's the blaming the players. Um, and when that is, again, Chris, you've been watching Leicester in football a lot longer than I have. Yeah. It's kind of like this is final straw now. We're looking at, okay, this is this is the beginning of the end uh, because you're trying to just throw anything out there. Out there. So I'm not complete getting him out of the club right now, but I'm close to it. Because uh, if he could leave, that would be great, but I'm not going to be like, fine, I'll drive him down to blah, blah, blah myself. Well, you've not I, I appreciate what it's done. the 12 stage yet, have you not? No, no. <laughs> uh, well, Puel was a different one because it was that was bigger than football. And I need the owners just to take as much time as it was possible, even though the football was as similar to kind of how we're now, just watching it going, yeah, we're terrible. Um, and but there was a bigger there was there was a rich I think and that was much bigger than Leicester City in my case I was like whatever the family needs to do they've given us enough love over the years whatever they yeah. need to do however long as it takes I was thinking it was going to be the summer that, that was going to happen so yeah. with this yeah. one uh, Brenda Rogers it, it's it's I think the club might just go right the next couple of weeks decide your fate and I'm surprised to be honest he's not been given the vote of confidence yet you know the alleged the beloved the dreaded vote, vote of confidence the dreaded yeah. that's it. Yeah. I was almost thinking before the show, I hope they don't come out and say that because mm. if they come out and say that, that's just going to add fuel to the fire. But mm -hmm. 
I mean, I'm on a Liverpool show after this at nine o'clock, and I'm going to be. It's going to be interesting to say what you know what they've got to say about Brendan. But certain managers do have this period. I remember when we signed Ranieri, um, mm. there was an Italian uh, stat person, whoever it was, she that was um, lady that was posting and said, Ranieri never stays anywhere more than two or three years. He always mm. has a good start, and then it always trails off towards the second year and in. And it did, <laughs> quite right. And I just wonder, has Brendan taken us for you know as far as he can do? Mm. And that's the thing. And it's as far as he can do is one thing, but obviously we didn't have any money in the summer. Uh, sorry, in in the January window. I know we don't normally spend there, but it was kind of, in my opinion, that it could be a factor. It could not be a factor. The fact that he's been chosen, he's not been given any money to spend, yeah. considering the likes of his particular... I think there was an article that Rob Tanner put out, or he did a, a podcast recently, where he said the three signings that he made that, that he overruled the staff were um, the the training, the, 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 the players that we signed, Bertrand, Vestergaard, and Jose Perez. Now, these three have not been great signings and that's being kind. I mean, yeah. you look at the likes yeah. of Jose Perez came in for 30 million, a lot of hype. Um, you're thinking, yeah. okay, here's a player that's going to kick on to the next level now. 30 million, I think he's got 12 goals and nine assists. And for a cam and for a, that's it's not good enough, you know? Yeah. And yeah. for me, it's it's just looking at this a bit more perspective. I mean, this season, we're not... Uh, we were looking at getting out of the Europa League group. We're looking at going further than the fourth round. I mean, when you go into Derby, when you go into Forest, they're going to be up for it. They're going to see, we're going to knock Leicester City. We've not played in eight years. They're coming to our ground. We're going to make it horrible. They're the FA Cup holders. We want to make sure that they're dead and buried. Yes. He made some tactical decisions, which again, you look at the Liverpool game of last time and you go, right, with Liverpool and the way we set up, perfect. Fantastic, yeah. Weldon Brendan. But we also have to give him um, stick when he gets it wrong. Bournemouth, sorry, the Brighton yeah. game. Why did he go to three, three at the back and let them come onto it just after we scored a goal? Didn't really make sense. Um, you're looking at this game. Why did he not start Smichael? Why did he put Iheanacho? And we both, I love Iheanacho, but he doesn't work on his own. Yes, he scored the goal, but that was all we created. So decision yeah. makings that Rogers is doing now, for me, isn't working. And it's just... It's, it's it's not been a. I was more than happy to stick through Brennan and let it ride out the period, ride out a period of time. Even if we're going to finish mid table, I don't mind. But we need it's the intensity that we're playing, it's the way that we're playing. And yes, the players are to blame, blame, but he is the main leader of that. You don't. It's the, like the, 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 it's like, it's like the, yeah, it's like the CEO blaming his employees. It's like well, yeah. yes, you hired them, and you you are to blame for this position and for I the company shocked. not doing well. Uh, yeah, I was shocked when he came out and, and because he's never criticised the players openly no. before. You know, no. even when we had um, COVID gate and the, and the party and what have you, he dealt with it. You know, we saw that, you know, um, Chowdhury and, and um, Madison had been dropped. Uh, but nothing was ever said publicly. He did it privately. And it kind of, it, it was almost to me when I saw that and heard that, I'm like, here we go. This is the start of a manager that you know when you're fighting relegation it's well we know what we've got to do yet what you know you've got to do go and do mm. it and this is his team that um his squad now he's been there three years he's had mm -hmm. transfer windows he's bought the players in that he wants etc he's got rid of one that he doesn't want uh, to a point so why you know <laughs> we should now I, I'm, I'm worried i tell you what i'm worried about and i've said this many times i'm starting to sound 
uh, and hi, uh, hi, Devils United. Um, but I'm just going to criticise Man United now. That was bad timing. But I'm worried that I am becoming a Man United stroke Arsenal fan. Is that we have no God-given right to be where we were the last couple of seasons, um, and just because of that, we kind of. You know, always sounded like Arsenal. Well, we should be a big six club because we've always been the big six club. And are are we as fans developing that as um well we finished fifth last season, so why aren't we this season? I guess so, but also the the ambitions of the owners wasn't that. The ambitions wasn't to be an okay Premier League club, it's to be the best we can be. We didn't put all that money into the training ground, we didn't put all that money into the infrastructure, no. we didn't put all this money into developing some of this young talent that we've got from Leicester and from the from the rest of the world as well. So we are we are developing that and the owners are going, This isn't good enough. Yes, we want to be and we are gonna have a down season. I'm more than happy to kind of finish ninth this season. And everything to kind of, and then we rebuild again, and we go to higher up the table. We weren't. I don't think we were asking for a lot in terms of finishing outside of finishing um, in the top two of the Europa League. I don't think there was a lot of. Um, there wasn't. I think from Leicester fans in general, there wasn't a lot of people going. We need to make top four this season. We need to do this. We need to do that. It's more. No, we just need to be competitive, and that's what we've not been, and we haven't been competitive, and. The season that remember the season of the Great Escape season where we went down, but we were giving everything. I'm like, do you know what? Yeah. We'll go back to the championship, we'll rebuild, and we'll come back to the Prem, hopefully. But but it's not bad to have them expectations because the yeah. club has proven that they have done it again and again. Jamie Vardy is still firing, and yeah. it's just you're looking at players like Yuri, like that that midfield duo of Yuri Tillemans and Wilfred and Diddy last season was phenomenal. And this season, again, the the Nottingham Forest game, just for one example, they came off a cliff. They went, they fell off a cliff. Yeah. Sionchu has just looked like a different player, and partly is down to the players to take individual responsibility and go, look, I'm not going to perform like this. I'm going to hold myself up. I get paid X amount of money, mm. and I'm going to go and perform and give a good performance. They haven't. A lot of these players, especially in the defensive part haven't worked now that's up to the manager to get the best out of them if that it isn't the case then you have to drop and rotate them but it, it's it's strange some of the decision making by rogers um over the last few matches yeah. has been it, for me it hasn't made sense and yeah. even on bbc radio Leicester, i love matt piper even he's come out and gone yeah i don't understand why he did that either i'm looking at the yeah. three two and ironically that's the three the three two that we lost to tottenham that was supposed to be the most embarrassing point of the season now we've gone and done one worse and everything's kind of caving you know, in. The only thing moment. I can say is thank God for Arsenal because they went out in round three as holders and we managed to yeah. actually beat that. The comments are coming and in. We're going to come Man to United that. as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll, we'll come to the comments in a minute. But I, I think a couple of points for me is if it's just one or two players that are not quite... Everybody has a bad day at the office, obviously. Yeah, and if it's one or two players, you can kind of say, OK, we understand that. But I think it's because there's so many players that, that just didn't turn up the other night. Mm-hmm. When we when we played Watford in the previous round, we ended up on that pitch, on that, on that game, at the end of that game, I think it was with six under-23s on. Yeah, They gave more heart and soul in that performance against a Premier League club than the 11 so-called first-teamers and top squad. And I, I can't include, in fact, I should make it Ted, but I can't include Danny Ward in it. But they showed more heart than mm-hmm. that team that went out against Forest and lost to a championship team. 
And yeah. I think that is what is missing. And I, I questioned this before the game. Do these foreign players and players that aren't Leicester born and bred understand and appreciate what a local derby means? A lot of it, again, is something that's more common from what I've heard speaking to other fans as well. It's You're looking at the likes. Remember when, we, when Ben Chilwell played against Chelsea and he's all lovey-dovey, friendly-wendy with all of the players after just before he signed for Chelsea? Yeah. The season yeah. before, there's these kind of things that you come out and you go, yeah, that's not it's not a good idea. That's kind mm-hmm. of more socially acceptable now. Um, but you're looking at the likes, for example, just come, come not to come back to it, but looking at the likes of Dewsbury Hall, like why wasn't he included? The the interview he did for BBC Radio Leicester, Brendan knew he did it, and he is the man, and he is the man on form at the moment. He's arguably like one of the most informed players for Leicester City at the moment. He has yeah. not had a bad game. Um, and he was he was going to try and epitomise that. And for me, it was another tactical decision where Brendan got it wrong. And that's okay to say, to say, Brendan, you've got it wrong. Um, and maybe they don't understand these foreign players, but everybody understands a rivalry in a derby. In And I think regardless of where you are in the world, you go, these are our rivals. You go, right, I'm up for this. So I don't think that's an excuse. It's not like, I don't know, Yuri Tielemans was playing against Kevin De Bruyne where it's like, oh, we're going to be easy. No, it's the player's mentality dropped as soon as the first goal went in. And that's the problem with the players and the manager who instills the mentality in the players that know. And we've seen it from Rodgers. Remember when we played them, we won 5-2 against Man City. Yeah. The heads didn't drop at 1-0. And that was, for me, is super, super important. The fact that the heads don't drop. Okay, no problem. We're still in the game. No problem. And then we're going to go and go again. That we could see the one immediately. They, they didn't even show. We just saw the ball in the back of the net because then Daniel Martin made a stupid back pass. Is that Brendan's fault? No, but the mentality does come from the top of the management structure and it comes down to the players. What's disappointing now is that he's blaming everybody but himself instead of, if he took accountability, I would be okay, but it seems like he's on his last legs and he knows he's on his last legs as well. Yeah, uh, I think going back to the great escape year as you did, I mean, I have a seven-hour round, seven round trip to go to a match. And mm-hmm. I had a season ticket that season, and it was like every match we went, we lost, you know. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't fault the players because they were trying. We never got yes. tanks at all. You you got a performance out of them. And, you know, I came away thinking, yeah, I've just spent fortune on petrol, seven hours of my life driving, and I've watched that. I've watched us lose. But you know what? The, the, the guys did it good. And yeah. the season before that, when we, when we you know, we absolutely tanked the uh, championship, you could guess what our team was going to be four or five weeks before because it was mm-hmm. that week in, week out. Now, you know, what I don't get is Brendan comes out, and I'm going to use Chowdhury as an example here. Brendan comes out and says, what a great game he had as uh, in, in defence. He's the man and he's pointing behind the picture and all that. I haven't seen him since. It's my profile picture on, um, it's my it's my banner on yes. Twitter as well. Yes, yeah. Well, I haven't, you know, we haven't seen him since. I mean, I, you know, Players can't, and I said, I mean, as you as you as you said, I mean, I, I went on the BBC iPlayer and did a thing for them uh, yesterday, and as I said then, players don't know what they're doing, you know, because they don't know who they're going to be playing with. And yes, I know with the defence it's been bad; we haven't been able to um, play the same team for so long. But we had injuries last season. I mean, God's sake, you know, we're bringing Christian Fuchs out of retirement and <laughs> in his back yeah. chair onto the pitch, but. You put a ball through, you know there's going to be, your partner's going to be there. If it's mm. different every week, it's a different formation every week, oh, put the ball through there, nobody's there. 
because yeah. not playing with the guy that you thought was going to be there. Yeah, and that's why that's what's annoying. I think and why people are getting annoyed with Brendan is they just don't understand why he's making so many changes all the time. Pick a team, pick what you think is your best team, and stick to it. Mm. And when things like, for example, Smichael was a brilliant example of that. He was actually our best player, I'd say, against Brighton. Um, he made some incredible stops. Again, we know what we get with Cassius yeah. Michael. A lot of people criticise him because of his, again, set-piece delivery and things like that as well. But and but shop-stopping-wise, he's still one of the best in the, in the, in the Premier League. Yeah. I think when you're chopping and changing, it's different when you've got loads of injuries. But we had players coming back. Wilfred and Diddy has not been great the majority of the season, let's be honest. He, he's been one of the best players in, in his position the last couple of years. He comes back from African Cup of Nations and goes straight back into the team. And you're going, OK, Kelechi Nacho is another one. You're going, well, you've had Pats and Dakar on the bench. Um, and he's been doing really well from the yeah. bench. And his, his goal, per, goal per minute record was really, really good. Or goal and assist per minute was, I think, one of the best, I think, out of all yeah. squad. It might have been better than Dakar and things like that as well. So you're looking at that and you're going, right, why did that make sense? Why did it make sense to play Danny Ward in this derby when you know you need leadership? And in that game, you give the captain's armband to somebody that you know is probably going to leave, let's be honest, in the summer and you're yeah. in Tillemans. You're looking at it going, come on, there needs to be some kind of solid, some solidity there. And they yeah. just didn't seem to be. And the thing is, we've seen this cha team change. So, for example, when we go back to Leeds last year and we're watching that game going, we're, we've just played Europa League, we've just come in with this game. We, we had a back line of James Justin, Wesley Fofana, Christian Fuchs, Luke Thomas at left back and Mark Albright at right back. And we won that game 4-1. Now, it's not to say we should be able to do this every single time. It's saying we have the mentality, we have the ability mm. to play this kind of football, to change the team and to work. But it's not happened. And why hasn't it happened? Well, it's the manager, again, the, man the manager instills the mentality. When you're winning, everything is fine. But when the chips are down... Cool, you you go, okay, this is what's wrong. This is what needs to happen. And the problem is, if you're blaming everybody but yourself, you end up looking like a, a bit of a clown, to be honest. And I think that's where he is at the moment, where it's I mean, like it's like somebody that goes out and goes, oh, all my exes are terrible. It's like, well, the common denominator here is you. And this yes. is what we can see we can see here. And it's obvious, yes. but just take accountability for your own actions. And I think that's where a lot of fans are kind of annoyed about as well. So going... I made the wrong tactical substitutions again. Oh, it wasn't me. When we changed to a back three against um, Brighton, that was that was Brendan's decision and only Brendan's yeah. decision. When even James Justin was coming out and criticizing, and go, why do we do that? And instead of going, look, I made the mistake, and I'm more than happy for a manager to come out and go, look, it wasn't. I didn't get that right. No problem. But I'll learn from it next time. Yeah, I think exactly. we, we can exactly. forgive that, fit, Chris, yeah. can't we? Yeah. Because you know, managers aren't going to always have make the right yeah. decisions, you know. And you know, you put a. You put a player on, he's on two minutes, he scores. It's suddenly you know, the best tactician going. Exactly. We, we haven't got that leadership out there. I mean, Casper is very vocal. He's the sort of leader you want, but in an outfield position. He can't influence the game as captain from the goal line. Um, mm -hmm. But, who, you know, who else is out there? I mean, I don't think Tillemans... Whether you could get away with sort of a Roy Keane sort of captain now, I don't know. Tillemans is more of a Beckham sort of captain, lead by example and what have you. Mm. But that's not what we need at the moment. We need uh, a leader. And I'm just not sure, you know, there's no Wes Morgan. You know, I don't know who could be out there that, that can sort of 
basically grab the ball by the bollocks and say, right, come on, lads, let's, let's, yeah, let's go. Let's go, yeah. The I'm leader before that would be Jamie Vardy, but he's not available. Yes, I, yeah, yeah, quite right. I'm just going to go, go through some comments. We've got loads of comments coming in. Rob McFarlane, how the devil are you, sir? Brendan coming out and criticising the players is either either shows he's losing the players or they are down in tools as in the past. We, we, we mentioned that. Good point. James, good evening, sir. How the devil are you? Evening, guys. Although it's clear to see the manager players are miles off it this season, I personally feel the coaches are not being held accountable. Um, well, we've we just had a go at Brendan, but on that point, Colo Torre, is it Colo? I can never remember which one it is. Colo, yeah. Colo Torre. What the hell is he doing as defensive coach? And, you know, you can blame, I can't blame Schmeichel because he's not had the same front four or five or mm. three, whatever, in front of him virtually all season. And, and Vestergaard, he was a desperate, he was a panic buy because Fafana got injured. I kind of get that. Um <sighs> But, yeah, I don't I, get I, I, how I, you what Colo Torre's doing, I just don't know. I, I just don't understand as well how you can be six foot six and not good in the air from both boxes. <laughs> that doesn't, I just don't understand that because I thought, finally, we're bringing some height into the back, get your yeah. head on it. Um, yeah. And I don't get how you're terrible at defending corners and attacking corners. If you're slow, you're slow, but just stand there and jump. I've, I've just, yeah. I don't understand how you're that tall. And I can understand if, if people can get past you, or like we get turned and stuff. Okay. That's still yeah. not acceptable, but still, um, I just didn't, I just don't understand kind of I why, think, I don't why it is. That said this, that, that Van Nies, uh, Vestergaard is six foot six, but when he jumps, he's six foot two. <laughs> I kind of sums him up. I mean, we don't, I mean, I, I accept we didn't have the money. Like you say, uh, mm. it, you do wonder whether Top maybe doesn't want to give Brendan any more money. But you've, you've got to think that we haven't, I mean, you know, our owners are in the tourist business. Mm. That has been so badly hit by by coronavirus and, and COVID and what have you. They maybe haven't got the money that they had. And do they buy now? Or do they kind of wait until the summer when we know more and prices aren't, aren't so silly? Uh, yeah. Brendan has said here, for, uh, Brad says, four or five names out in the summer. I'd be interested to see what they I mean, We all can probably name <laughs> two or three. Uh, David, good evening, sir. Brendan is Brendan in. I might have issues with his subs at times, uh, but this season, too many injuries have declined how good or bad we are under him. But I said the last season we had, you know, we had many you know, we had mm. Fruit, you know, Morgan coming back. Uh, Devils United. Hi, Maisie. How the devil are you? No pun intended. He's fifteen, Chris. Sorry there, mate. <laughs> He's obviously got that's, for the that's not, that's not helping us, is it? Bearing in mind, they're the managers <laughs> had Ollie for so long. Yeah. Well, yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Scott says, good evening. Hello, Chris and Neil. I you, hope you're, you're both right. well. For me, with Brendan's tactics and some of his comments after the game on Sunday, I think we will. he will have a few games left. To drop players and get a reaction. David, in this case, he didn't name names in his latest statement, but he's sure the players know who they are. Mark, how the level are you? Welcome along. Uh, a lot Hello, Mark. He runs, I don't know if you know about Mark. He runs It's 11, It's a Heaven, Jamie Vardy podcast. So shout oh, out to right. Mark. Make sure. right. Yes. So another fellow content creator. Uh, I think he's got a few players lined up. So shout out, Mark. Well done, Mark. Yeah. Well done, Mark. Get to well, it's, 11, it's Heaven. It's it's what's his podcast called? It's right? it's it's Jamie. You know, the, it's it's eleven. It's heaven for Jamie Vardy. So he's named his podcast after the eleventh goal and the yeah, line yeah. that's said get, after that. So. Get, uh, get free plug for you, mate. Guy. You can send me some money in the post. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you get 10%. <laughs> yeah. Dorco, Brennan is a good man, probably too nice. Initial respect the place out of him is eventually morphed into contempt. Ooh, a bit strong, that I think, but I get your point. Mm. Um, as a minimum, any player that can't give us full commitment shouldn't be in the team. Uh, Steve Smart, if Brendan comes out saying his team have lost their hunger, then that's when you've got to ask why. Terry, who started all this off last night. Welcome along, Terry. Evening, Terry. Your fault, mate. Your fault. If and when we lose to Liverpool, <laughs> West Ham and Wolves, we could be down to 15th in position, then we'll see how strong the so-called loyalty is. But other teams We've... might lose. You know, you can't, you know, you look at the table, and it is a weird table, and I'll come on to that soon, you know, with the tables. Um, I'll, I'll come back to that straight after this uh, about the table. It's a weird season. Uh, Brendan seems to be relying on certain individuals to drag the team out. Um, we've got KDH who played well in midfield and played um, with passion. Totally agree. But like I say, we, we, we're just wondering why players aren't being picked. Paul says, good evening, Paul. I'm sticking with Brendan for the moment. Uh, Dorco, mm -hmm. Leicester now only fearless of the manager. Um, Leicester now... No, then he said it again. <laughs> so good he said it twice. David, Chris, I think it's a tough one. Take for Farner, young, aggressive, and takes ownership. Uh, Kag seems to have no common sense to act under pressure. He does seem to be a player that plays better when there's a certain person next to him. We have nobody to lead, which is what we touched on before. Uh, get taggered after retirement. I think you think he could get a game, to be honest with you. Back three. Uh, I think stick yeah. tags in the middle. And do you know what? He'll still be quick in the Vestergaard. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> you can't question the quality of the players. It's the mentality that's the problem. Uh, and Scott says here, uh, last one, at least there is one position we have a new head psychotherapist. Hopefully we can minimise injuries. We have had a lot of injuries, which we never... Is your therapist. I think psychotherapist is something else, Chris. I think that's what we all need after um, oh, physiotherapists. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> we sorry, need a, psych a psychotherapist after that bloody performance yeah, on I'm, Sunday, I'm don't we? Well, come on here and talk. This is what these podcasts, mine, uh, Neil's and everybody's, is like. It's a difficult table this season because nobody's played the same number of games. Burnley have mm -hmm. got four games. There's about 20 games to be played. But we've, we've played, you know, not just for us, but for across the board that was cancelled. We've played um, 20 games and we sat in 10th with 26 points. Mm. Last season, after 20 games, we were third with 39 points. And the season before that, I think we were third again. And that, I think, is what is annoying because we haven't lost any big players last season. Mm, in terms, we brought yeah. players in. You know, we, we, we didn't lose like a Tillamino, like a Maguire or a Chilwell. Or whatever. We don't lose any sort of ones that we didn't want to go. But it's just so it is the same team. And it is just, why is it all gone so wrong? I mean, I know Terry the other day was saying... You know, the players don't show any desire for the club. They're not loyal. But then, to them, it's a job. <laughs> We've got to remember that. What You know, Tillemans, I don't think he's particularly down in tools because he's leaving. I think he's made it quite clear he wants to play Champions League football. And I think he's staying with us because he doesn't know, you know, if he goes to Man United and they go get in the top four, he's back in the same position. So I think he's waiting to see what his options are. But at the end of the mm -hmm. day... Why should players take it apart from say KDH and Luke Thomas, local lads are coming through? Why should they have any loyalty? Because it is just a job for them. Yeah, that's that's the thing. 
But at the same time, we've seen we've we've seen it's it's so funny that how how the narrative can spin. Yes, I can understand that, but you look at the Brentford game. That was a different Yuri Tillemans who was driving the players on. And he's, I think a couple of weeks before, he was saying that, look, my, I'll assess my options later. Mm. It seems like he's made up his mind. But at the end, the end of the day, you still want to be putting in good performances to put yourself in the shop window. Yeah, in my opinion, If even if I didn't want to play, I want to make sure I get a good reference from my employer for my new employer. And that kind of thing kind of... Dis- Unless they've just gone, right, I, I give up. Now, I've got a funny feeling they're going to turn up against Liverpool because they've got a point to prove and they've got a big team to come up against. And yes. so it, it's not, I don't think it's cut and dry that, oh, we're going to definitely lose that game, double figures. I felt like that after the game, but now the mm-hmm. dust has settled a little bit and we can talk about this a little more, more logically in case of, I hate everything. Why are Leicester so terrible in life? I want to go to bed. Kind of, that's how I was feeling a lot yeah. after that. And it was like, yeah. why am I listening to BBC Radio Leicester again? It's like putting myself through that. It was unnecessary. But now the dust has settled, okay, we can, I'm not saying that, oh, it's, it's only going to get worse. What, what you got to remember as well, though, Chris, as well, we've lost more games than we've won and somehow we're 10th. If you were to say that at the beginning of the season, if you would say, right, we're going to be halfway through the season and we're going to lose yeah. more games than we've won, you'd put us about 13th, 14th, I'd say. Yeah. A, a look at, you're looking at the likes of, um, what's it called, Brighton just above us. They've won 12 yeah. games. Um, so drew draw twelve games, um, and they're they're sitting above us. The yeah. other teams below us, you're looking at Aston Villa. They're going to come up now. Crystal Palace, you don't know what's happening. Brentford, okay. There's a few. We're not going to go down, no problem. But if we finish mid table, I don't have a problem with it. But it's the way that we're going about it. And when you mentioned yeah. before, in terms of, I I was going to the games, and when we were losing every single game. But do you remember the crowd and the atmosphere? We were behind, there were a few murmurings yeah. of, oh, what is Pearson doing? But the majority of the cl- um, pl- the majority of the fans stayed behind and clapped the players off every single home game, and I remember that and thinking, right, this is my lesson. This is what I enjoy, and that was that that was really important to me. The fact that even if we were losing, and I remember, oh, we lose again. Oh, we've lost again. If we just nick something, it was frustrating. But I was I was behind the team. Now mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite problem where the team are not performing and we're doing even better. But expectations can change. And the owner's expectation was to fund the championship to get into the Champions League in five years. They achieved that, but they don't want to... Oh, okay, that, that's it now. They made that mm-hmm. clear when Vichai passed away. They made the clear that they were here for the long term to make this, and they wouldn't be investing in a 42... Uh, expanding the stadium, which costs a lot of money. Yeah. A training ground, which costs a lot of money. They wouldn't be doing this for us to finish mid-table. No, we want to push as high as we can. And with that, it means we'll have to turn around, we'll have to change managers and do this kind of stuff. And that's just part of business, and that's part of football. Um, yeah. You've got to keep changing, adapting your strategies to co- compete at the highest level. And um, that's kind of part of it as well. The era of, um, you look at the likes of um, Arsene Wenger and they're done. They're, they're, we can't, oh, yeah, definitely, they're, they're definitely. Arsene Wenger and they're, they're, they're done. Yeah. Yeah. We have to chop and change. Players have to come and go. And it's part of the life cycle. We will remain loyal as fans, even though at the weekend, bloody hell, it was hard. So we just, again, we can't expect, but we will be there and we'll be back in our team. It's hard, but at the same time, you looked at the Liverpool result last time we played at home. Nobody was expecting, if we get a draw, that would have been brilliant. Somehow we got a win. So it shows you the mentality is there in the players. But it's the manager's job to get it out of him. So that's the reason why I'm out. 
the book stops with him and that's why managers go exactly. and, and players don't. And mm -hmm. I have said, you know, I, I thought we we're going to get back to a bit of normality this season because we've had two really, you know, bad seasons when COVID has hit us and disrupted everything. And I thought, oh, this season we'll get back to normal. It is mm -hmm. anything but a normal season. Trying to do predictions is impossible, you know, because teams are pulling results out the hat and and COVID. And it, is, it is a bad season to kind of judge a manager and, and the team on. But like you say, it's down to the performances. And that's, I think, the thing that is... is its effect, you know, to play half a season. And, you know, Liverpool... I, mean, I, I, I say this, you know, before Man United had Ferguson, they mm -hmm. were nothing special. They were the equivalent of probably like a Chelsea or something today. They won the odd cup every now and again, and they, they, but they never, you know, weren't winning the league. Liverpool were the dominant force. Fergie mm -hmm. came in, completely changed it, total respect to what he did. Uh, and Liverpool have had to wait 30 years to get back and, and get, you know, win the Premier League again. They had mm -hmm. that season when they won everything going, the World Club Championship, Next season, they won Sweet FA. And mm. it's only been like half a season. So I think we need to, in a way, take a chill pill. My mm. worry is if we do replace him, and who do we replace him with? Mm. Um, it, that, that's the big question. And please do not say Graham Potter to me, anybody. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, the manager will come in now, and he'll go, well, I don't fancy him, I don't fancy him. He doesn't play to my style. Mm. So we basically... <laughs> you you might get an initial bounce, but then you've you know you've got the well these players are players that I would choose. It's not my team. Come January, we declare four or five out. We get five or six in. We're back to square one, starting again. And I mm. kind of think I've written this season off, to be honest with you. I really yeah. have. Um, in terms of the Premier League, I think majority of fans, I think, kind of see it the same way. But we expected to do well in the cups, which I don't think is too much to ask for. And without sounding too negative, I genuinely see us going out. Don't know if it's against Randers. I don't see us winning the champ, the Conference League as well. No, you would hope we would go further. And I think again, that's the other problem of this season is there's been so many false dawns. You know, we beat Man United. We're gonna, this is going to be it. This is going to be the stepping stone. It didn't happen. We beat, mm -hmm. you know, we got beat by Liverpool in the cup. They came and we then beat them 1 0. Great performance. Backs against the walls. We didn't move on from that. And that is because he's changing it so often. Uh, you know, as we've said earlier, I just, I mean, now we've gone past January. We, I, I think he's here till the end of the season at the earliest. But do mm. you think with a... Hi, Doug. How are you doing, mate? Um, Hi, yeah. <laughs> He's looking forward to tomorrow night at nine o'clock, he says. I uh, bet you are. <laughs> bet yes, you are. I'm doing I'm doing a preview with Doug um, at nine yeah. o'clock on his channel. Yeah. Then we're doing one on mine an hour before. So shameless plug for yeah. the both of us. Look, yeah. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, be a good I'm, one, doing, I'm doing a couple with him tomorrow. He's going to be oh, a busy perfect. lad tomorrow. <laughs> He's going to be a busy lad tomorrow. Um, yeah. But don't be too don't be too cocky, young Douglas. We we beat you last time, and we could do the double O for you. Um, I messaged Doug not very confidently. Was there anything that happened with Leicester City, and we went and beat them, and then he came with the comment saying, "Fair enough." I like Doug because at least he's he's quite objective about it. Um, which is this is it. This is it, and this is why I, I try and have to sort of kick myself to stop me becoming one of those like we should be fifth fans, you know, because yeah. because we have been. 
Um, but I, I just, and I, you, like you said, there won't be another Ferguson anymore. There won't be another Wenger anymore because clubs don't do that. You know, the, the Italian owners, we know how quickly they go through managers. Look at Watford. But, sure, you know, sure, we saw with Alex Ferguson, and I say greatest respect to him as a manager, he, he rebuilt that team. He had about three mm-hmm. or four teams in the time he was there. And maybe what Brendan was saying is, well, hang on, this team's done very well and it's got me here, but now we do need to rebuild and we do need to let mm-hmm. a couple of players go and come in. And um, it, so maybe we should give him time to do that. I guess so. I guess so. But at the same time, what signs are you showing that, okay, even though these things aren't working, we're going to push in the same direction? Now, the fact that he's coming out in February saying we need a rebuild says a couple of things to me. One, he says, basically, why haven't you backed me, owners? Um, I think that's a big thing he's saying. And two, he goes, um, it doesn't matter this season. It doesn't matter. We're going to write it off, no problem. But that mentality is then seeped into the players, I think. And they go, oh, well, we need a rebuild anyway. Oh, what's the point of being here? And that's the mental. That's something that you say in the summer when you say yeah. players are going to leave. He didn't say that about um, Harry Maguire. Bearing in mind, he said not even when there was a massive links. He never said he goes as our player. We're going to stay until until he's for, now he's our player. He's saying that now, but he's not said that in the past. And it's about being consistent with it, Chris. And that that's what I'm lacking yeah. as well. The, the Harry Maguire thing rumbled on for such a long time, for a year, which just he's going to come, they're going, they're going to put the bid in, they're going to put a bid in. And then Brendan Rodgers handled that very, very well. Now, yeah. when a player isn't leaving, and he is here for the remainder of the season because the transfer window's not open, now he's talking about a rebuild. So it seems like the excuse is he's not being consistent all the way around you. Exactly. It was £100,000 a week. If that's a lot of money, then okay, then then down, then the wages have to change. Do you see what I mean? You can't just. You, do you see what I mean? It's easy to have we, you take it. Indeed, we can't change it on our own because if we say we're not going to pay you that, like you know, Arsene Wenger, he had that policy, didn't he? I'm not, you know, breaking our wage structure, but then mm-hmm. he, you know, all the all the big players went went elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I may, maybe I say maybe he's done that because. Just to give them a kick up the backside, you know, and 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 warn them that this might might be happening. Um, but I think we, I just, I just think we, 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 clubs are pulling the triggers so so much. If you have a look at mm. how many clubs didn't buy anybody in this January transfer window, and top clubs well, as well. Yes, if you get past the oil rich owned clubs. And Newcastle, but they're, they're, that's, that's like a country, same thing. a normal country, <laughs> technically the same. You go past those, and okay, Villa had the the the, the billion from um, uh, from their sale of, of, of Grealish. So a lot of clubs just didn't buy anybody, you know. And mm. Leeds were happy that they didn't just let anybody go. I think we kind of maybe fell into that trap a little bit, but there just wasn't, there isn't the money about at the moment. And I think players, you know, I think fans would understand that. We'd have to say, mm-hmm. yes, they're in the tourism business. Totally get they're not spending money. But like we come down to every time we keep coming back to passion, you know, and and on from the players and from Rogers, you need a clear vision. This is what I'm going with. You know, this is, I mean, you know, when we were changing our team every week under Pearson, we, we, we beat Man United 5 3, then we went on and um, struggled for the rest of the season. Yeah. 
but, but he, he was literally changing. You know, you, somebody would have a good game and then you wouldn't see him again, a bit like Chowdhury. It was Mark so Brighton, wasn't it? And Mark Brighton, yeah, he, he, he'd upset Pearson and, and he didn't pick him, but then... Not hard he kind to, of to No, no, he did get upset at the slightest little thing. Uh, but... So that's what I think what we need from the manager is a clear vision and say, this is what I'm going on. This is my favourite lineup. Yes, injuries will maybe throw that in or out a bit, but don't put somebody like Chowdhury in, in defence, absolutely praise him to high skill and then never play him in that again yeah. for the next few games. So for the players, put the effort in. Uh, I think that's yeah. what we're asking. But you were, I did ask you before you came on, are you Rogers in or out? And you said mm-hmm. out. You, you're not backing mm-hmm. him. So I've gone back to you. The question says there, who 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 would we put, who would we replace him with? So this is the thing. It's, it's an easy. It's, I know what you mean. It's who would you replace him with? For me, it's about looking and going. I don't. In the same way, this is how I look at it. It's kind of a cop out answer, but either way, um, our recruitment is very good in terms of players. When we go, when when we saw Harry Maguire, we're like, who are we going to replace him with? We've mm. got an idea that they've always their clubs changing. They know that certain players are going to leave, and they're scouting for them. And it should be the same with the manager because yeah. I don't think we'll hand, we will hire somebody from England. We won't take somebody from another Premier League club. We will get somebody and we'll go who, just like we did with Ranieri. Same thing. We'll just go. Okay, we're going to get him. The club will be thinking of this down the line. They knew they weren't going to get. They they. It took them until Pearson and the whole thing, the shebang there that happened. Then they got in Ranieri. So a lot of us in that time were like, we're in freefall. We're going back to the Championship. Blah blah blah. The club always has a plan. I don't think they're gonna. They would have seen what's happening and go right. Okay, now we're going to look for a manager. I think this has been a constant thing. Um, you're looking at the Claude Puel thing that happened out of nowhere. I think nobody expected Claude Puel to go, even though he did, even though a lot of us think, mm. thank God. But yeah. we were going to wait to the end of the season then to change. The club always has a plan in place. Um, they're not, they're, they're very savvy business people, and we give them a lot of respect for that. They do know what yeah. they're doing. So it's kind of a cop out answer. I don't have an answer, but I trust the club to put us in the right direction. And all it is is a couple of jigsaw pieces that need moving because the rest of it is great. You look at Man United from the top to the bottom, they're pretty corrupt and they're pretty messed up. Yeah. Again, Man United fans will be able to tell you that, even objective ones. They don't like the owners. The owners and the players don't get on. The management isn't really there because he's not going to be a manager for that long. We don't know who's going to be the manager. And the play, it's just all, everything's a mess. We've got a board that we can trust. We've got players that can turn up and can play. The management for me is the middle bottleneck at the moment. And that's what's not not letting us go all the way through. And what's I think what's frustrating as well for me, Top will not be happy with the comments that Brendan Rodgers is making. I know that for a I don't know that for a fact, but I can imagine. I know how... um, we know how top is and his dad is very similar in his mentality. They're not except to go, no, hang on. Why are we talking about a rebuild yet? We'll talk about a rebuild on the summer. When we come into the summer, why are you going out in the media and saying that? Because I, yeah. I imagine top is not happy. And Susan Whedland is not happy with Brendan Rogers, just as they're not happy with the whole party situation at the moment. Yeah. I think they're annoyed on both ends with, again, it puts a lot of, we think we're under pressure. The owners are right under pressure and the CEO and Susan Whelan, I trust in their judgment to do the right thing. And that's kind of yeah. where I'm going with it. I trust them to do the right thing. I do. And, you, you know, you, you, I mean, we looked at Prowl and we could have sort of gone, well, hang on, you know, what's he ever done? And, you know, Southampton fans were dissing him and what have you. But 
Ranieri was the same, and <laughs> look what happened there. And oh, I know he followed Pearson, and that's he wouldn't have won it, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, you don't know until you get a manager in how they're going to do. I mean, mm-hmm. I do want to hear people's ideas of who, um, who, who they should, who they think should replace him. Um, very much, um, Neil did a very good job there of not actually naming anybody, even though I asked him. It's the job of a podcast. You say nothing for 45 <laughs> minutes, then that's, that's the job, and everybody just leaves confused. I don't know. I'll get ready to write down. I'm thinking he's not going to name a name here, you know. Yeah. But, but JJ well, has. See, you see where I'm going for it, would I do. I do. Yeah. He, he says Nuno. Um, Keith Daly says Hassanhuth from Southampton. Um, maybe. I mean, he's, he's done well with what he's got. So maybe yes. he does need a, a bigger chance. At least we're not naming, like, you know, everybody said, oh, Ancelotti. Every time we had a vacancy, yeah, no. Ancelotti. Those it will managers. be something we won't hear of. We've never heard of before, and yeah. he's done well in Portugal or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And he'll come in like like for Fana kind of yes. signing, but yeah. for a manager. Like I oh, think, okay. like you say, once we got rid of Quell, we knew we had Brendan in the bag. Mm. That was, and that's how you know Man United. They've got rid of Oli, and they're kind of they're one of the biggest clubs in the world, but they haven't got a manager in mind, and you know, they're just you know, improvising it as they go along. Yes, yeah. It's like the man. It's like the Ronaldo signing. Okay, sure. Let's put him in the team. Why not? Yes, yeah, exactly. I think that was a case of we need to get stopping going to to City. Uh, JJ says, "What's your thoughts on Justin Ward and Chowdhury out partying? I believe I don't know if you've heard this or not, um, uh, Neil, but I think it was uh, Olwyn at uh, Radio Leicester came out and said it was an old picture. But he's um, the only person that said it. The rest of the media haven't confirmed that. So the truth is, we don't know. Worst thing, the so what we can say is it's incredibly bad timing um, yeah. if this was the case. Now, James Justin's been in recovery for a long time, so it doesn't make sense. Danny Ward, uh, truth is, we don't know. People no. like to assume, and especially with what happened, it seems like everything's falling down, um, but there's not been any credible source apart from Owen, and I'm not saying that Owen's not a credible source, but there's nobody else that's come out and confirmed that. Normally, you know, when we're linked to certain players, you come up with multiple yeah. sources that are linking us. We've only had Owen, not BBC Radio Leicester. And do you see what I mean? There's a slight difference yeah. in that. It's just been Owen that's come out and said that. And I don't yeah. I have no problem with Owen or whatever, but we just talk about one source. We have to look at the riders. When we look at certain, like, for example, with the, I've got it, the guy from Bruges that we were linked with, there was multiple people that were saying we were tracking him. I was like, okay we can say that this one's more reliable because there's multiple sources. We've not, we've had a lot of things from the fans and one thing from one person. Now the truth is we don't know, but if it is recent, I think the club will be trying to quieten down that as much as humanly possible because they yeah. must be absolutely livid, especially after the, the, the COVID party of I, last time. I do get what you're saying. Um, f- f- from my point of view, we do know that, that papers do like to hold on to stories and say, like, you know, oh, we've got that. Let's wait until the best time to use it, you know. And yeah. We know that happens. We we do. And, you know, we've, we've, you know, we've been there with the press. They're, like, picking on Leicester. Vultures. You know. Yeah. Oh, Take one to my sharks, as Ranier used to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at La Manga and all that a um, couple of times. That happened. But to mm. me, I mean, I used to be in sales. And I can remember quite often... 
it would be maybe let's say it'd be a Wednesday, so it wouldn't even be weekend. It'd be a Wednesday. We'd have a really bad day. We'd have some stuff to sell, and we couldn't sell it, and we had to put fillers in to the newspaper and what have you. And we said, "Let's go and have a drink. Let's just go and have a drink and get it over." Mm. Isn't that just what maybe the, if it was that maybe that's just what the players were doing? Say, so for God's sake, let me just get out of this and and and, and relax. Are, you know, are they not allowed to do that? Do you think? I think they should, but they should be savvy enough to know. And even the wives of the player, I think that was Danny Ward's wife, don't put it on the internet. Like, even if that was, yeah. just keep it a quiet one, have a couple of drinks with your friends, don't make too much noise, just sit yeah. there, have a couple of drinks, and then that's and that's what you need to do. Don't go crazy and wild with it. Again, it doesn't look like they are, but you should, if you are married to a footballer, you know what the media is like. Why are you going out there and putting, as soon as somebody posts something on social media on an Instagram story that's deleted in 24 hours, that gets clipped and then it's all over the, it's all over every social media. So players, and again, if you're associated with a player, I'm not saying it's your fault, but you need to be aware of the consequence. You can't behave in a certain way because it will come back and it will bite your your pocket and things like that as well so yeah. it's it's a bit of again you can just say from the danny ward's wife it's not a good look from her perspective as well it's a really because again if you want to record it keep it and then just don't put it online don't marry a football player or a prime minister then you're all right whatever whatever you do uh jj says he would take nuno um i see casey see you're saying here uh yeah he says not know, ten hard would he seriously come to us? And this is the thing with the old Ancelotti rumours. And let's be honest, I mean, we have had an absolutely five, last five, six years, we have had total, total success at this club compared to where we've been in Overall, the past. It's yeah. been an amazing yeah. five or six years. Unfortunately, Even go back to 2014 when we won the... Imagine, remember the years that I was, again, just kind of just not to rant a little bit, but I remember watching the season. I think it was the first season of Pearson. We were 13th in the championship. I was like, thank God we weren't dragged into a relegation scrap. And it was a nice feeling for to not be dragged yeah. in there when the year after we're back in there. So yeah. I've, I've witnessed the highs of it as well. The, the lows of going down yeah, to the King yeah. Power and having a yeah. whole seat, whole row to yourself. You're like, whatever, go with your friends if we want. Yeah. So I, but seeing that at the same time to go, right, I don't think we're going to go get a 10 hour. I don't think it's going to happen. I think yeah, the club definitely. might have learned their mistake and go, right, we can't buy him out of his contract. We've spent too much money on him. We're going to reset and reload. We're not going to go for a big name manager again. We'll go for somebody that we've not heard of. And I think that's how they're going to do it because that's the model that has worked in yeah. terms of the players. And that's what's going to work now. We won't get yeah. a Premier League proven player because Premier League proven, sorry, Premier League manager because the Premier League proven managers have worked so far as well. Yes. And I think as well, you've got to look at Ten Hag and you're saying, well, hang on, Man United are being linked with him. Leicester are being City. linked with him. And say, where's he going to go? And we're not going to be at the top of his list. You know, we've got to we've got to take off these blue tinted spectacles and go. We are Leicester. You know, Brendan. It was different mm -hmm. because Brendan wasn't a Tenard. He wasn't a Mourinho. He's not a Pep Guardiola. And he had to reprove himself in the. You know, last mm -hmm. season he was being linked with Barcelona, Man United, etc. Um, now you don't hear any <laughs> any links at all. Uh, so we've got we've got to accept. We are still Leicester. Uh, Sean Dyche, no. A couple of years ago, maybe, but not for me now. We don't He's have the players for it as well. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. Um, can you imagine James Madison being coached by Sean Dyche? Oh. You just can't see it, can you? No, 
No, just it, it no, no. Do fit I, long. I don't want that talk. talk about something else. Don't leave that thought in my head. <laughs> <laughs> JJ says Lampard, but he's just gone to Everton. So he's not going to quit Everton mm. now. Um JJ says here, yes, Chris, but they represent the club and get paid thousands of pounds a week while the normal man has to go into work and get the ship taken out of them. It's a job, it's a job. I mean, it's a job. I mean, you know, JJ, if 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 I was a if I could play football when I was younger, I would be playing. I'd want to be playing. I'd want to be earning a hundred grand a week, and I'd want to go out and Why buy not? all the flash cars and what have you. It's just the fact that that you know we have Steve Linex on here often, and Julian Watts, and you know you guys have had ex players on, and they don't actually begrudge the current crop earning what they're earning because yeah. they they can do. You know, you only say, "Oh, you're offering me hundred grand a week." I tell you what. I'll take 60. I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down Asda and work there. Yes, yes. It's not going to happen, is it? You know. No. Um, Keith, again, Keith says, we don't know if we don't try. Fair point, I suppose. Scott, would you take Art yeah. Mark over Mars in with the media stuff he's dealing with? He's got sacked, I think, from Ajax. Um, but I yeah. think even he kind of as I've, 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 again, I'm going to be honest. I don't really follow much European football because I never thought that we'd play European football against Leicester City. Um, so I don't really know what much was happening in terms of Europe. Um, I just tend to call it a Championship in the Premier League, whatever Leicester's in, and follow them. Um, yeah. But I think what's happening is that the way that we're working again, kind of down to this comment, it's not like we don't want to support Brendan when things were going bad for us in November. I think the majority of the fan base was still behind Brendan. It's been, you've seen slowly one person go, one person go, one person go. And I was still with Brendan, I think, until January. What was annoying was the we've overachieved comment. For me, that really ticked us off when he said it the second time. I know that ticks a lot of Leicester fans off because they go, no, we haven't overachieved. We've got a good squad and a good place and we know the things we can do. I'm all for supporting Brendan, but Brendan needs to show me something to support. And that's all it is. I was supporting, I was supporting Pearson when we were. It's not yeah. just about we're losing. It's about the. If we went out two one and we put up a good fight, I don't think either of us would really complain. It's like ah, oh, fair enough. And it's annoying because it could, it should have been, it should have been, um, it should have been a more closer game. But whatever. So that's that's what I think as well. It's not just as easy as going. Oh well, you're against the manager. Well. Yes, but it's, it's game after game. And when you're watching them game after yeah. game, you notice that certain things aren't working. And when they're not working, exactly. um, you exactly. have to acknowledge that this trend is continuing. Brendan Rodgers' tactics has not been right for about a month at a minimum. Mm. Yes, we've had a couple of blips. but And as you were saying, Chris, you come back to the same points of Charger had a good game, bench for the next game. Dewsbury Hall, again, had a really good game, bench for the next game. Yeah, they, they keep changing and swapping and changing. And part of it has been injuries, but partly because you look at the bench going... Well, why did Daka not start when after he scored in the last mm. game? Well, why did okay? Well, why did why does Indidi walk back into the squad? Why does Siunchu get that position? Yeah. Um, because he's not really deserved it when you could play Indidi and Namati, a centre back that we've seen as works, or play the same back four that you did, same team that you play against Liverpool because they were all available. All the youngsters who, who who did a good job against Watford, but you know, yeah. it, I, I think you know some players maybe are getting to the fact. I mean, I, I'm never for the fact that you bring a player back just because he's Madison or just because he's Tillemans. They've got to earn yes. that place back. And if, if, you know, KDH is in there and he is performing, 
he stays in there until he has a bad game. And, and I think, yes. you know, that makes the squad hungry. And I wonder whether sort of maybe the squad is getting a little bit sort of like, yeah, I'll be back in the squad. It, it, it doesn't matter. But just to go back to the, the point you made quick about the overachieving, I mean, I'm, in fairness, this is something I did say. You know what I mean? I it's going to take a lot and then this big six thing is it, it's a sky thing you know i don't think the fans even sort of believe it these days and arsenal are still thought of as a big six club but well, tottenham north london in oh, general tottenham. exactly but when we won the premier league as much as we deserve to win it because we won more games that season mm. and the table doesn't lie yeah there was things going on at other clubs that helped us with that you know man city sat them or announced that the manager was leaving before the end of the season, so the players sort of said, well, why, you know, gave up. You had Man United, had um, Van Gaal, and we know what, you know, how bad they were at that point. And I think the last two seasons, we haven't really had any competition for that fourth or fifth place. It's mm. been like Leicester. South, um, you know, you had no um, West Ham the first season, you had no Spurs, you had no Arsenal. Now, in fairness, Spurs and Arsenal are kind of slowly coming back more this season. West Ham having another good season. So there's more... Um, that was a quick wallpaper change. <laughs> so these My, my, my laptop is... Uh, yeah, for some reason, it's decided to kick me off. I'm not sure we why it's done that. You. We can still hear you. I'm, I'm here, but it, it just yes. froze and then the wallpaper went. So I'm yeah. here in my green screen. So welcome to the behind the scenes <laughs> of Beyond the 90 at yeah. the moment. Green is your colour, sir. Green is your colour. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's blue. <laughs> but you know i i, I just think with there is more competition coming back this season you know brighton have got coming through and maybe they've dropped off a little bit but i say you've got the west hams you've got the arsenal tottenham's they're coming back so i i kind of get where they were coming from with the overachieving you know but well, it, football wasn't, fans. it wasn't like leicester fans were asking the next season to go and win it again do you see what I mean? Mm. That would be overachieving. It would be Leicester fans. Oh, let's just be competitive. And I think that's a lot of a lot of yeah. The, the manager that, that manager was great. I mean, he played some great football. And I was thinking to that right wing, I was like, well, we could do with him. Like uh, there was a couple of players. Yeah. I was thinking, oh, they they we we they could yeah. have a couple of players. And I was like, this is Forest. We shouldn't be saying this. But at the same time, it's <laughs> it's the Championship team. So yes, there's yeah. exactly as Keith put. It's, it's it's not about overachieving. And also these overachieving things only come into play once certain things die down i yes. mean did we did we were we expecting to get in the top four i think yes but i don't think would we say at that point that we were overachieving i mean we were one of the top four teams in the division and we dropped yeah. out of the last last game of the season twice in a row but we were consistently one of the top four teams i'm not saying that we're going to go and win the premier league i don't think a lot of those teams were saying that but we yeah. can be competitive and if we can walk out at least i can go I gave it at least at least we can say the team gave it their all. I'm happy. The manager got tried his tactics and I'm happy. I can't yes. I don't think anybody can really say that at the moment, especially after not Dodge Good Forest performance. I think and for me as well, uh and, and you know, when we host these podcasts, we don't always say guys what we believe. Not always our thoughts. We generally say things to get people to comment and what have you. So you have to take that into account. But for me, on a personal note, we should at least be treading water. You know, we, we've reached that, yeah. that position yeah. we were. We sh 
I would accept like we've it, 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 I can't get away from this performances, you know. And we could end the season as winners of the conference and sitting in maybe seventh or eighth place, and that would be an yeah. amazing season. But I don't you know, it's going it's going worse. It's like when we won the Premier League. You know, we won the Premier League, we knew we probably weren't gonna win it again, but to mm. be sat seventeenth, eighteenth at one point, you don't that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, exactly. And to and to do that and to defend the way we did it, it's just not working. And again, we should be, I mean, I don't think the fans are asking too much to qualify to the Europa League um group stage, considering the performances that weren't good enough at times. I mean, we lost mm-hmm. against Legia Warsaw, we lost yeah. away, we lost to Napoli, who played their under under 23s. We lost to, we drew at home to, again, it was an okay before. It was a good performance from us, but we couldn't finish. And it was really frustrating. So you're looking at it that way. You're going, okay, let's see. Let's see if we can, we can, we can do better than that. We know we can do better than that. Yes, we had a daughter, daughter, we had a bad group at the moment. However, yeah, I got distracted by the comment. Um, but yeah, yes, no, she, she enjoys um, what's up at the bad time. Hello, no Heather. <laughs> But yes, in terms of that, it, that's that's the kind of thing I was talking about. And I don't think it's asking too much to get past the fourth round of the FA Cup. Isn't that hard considering we won it? I don't think that's yeah. asking for too much. I don't think asking for Europa League football is really too much considering the squad we've got. Um, yeah. So things like that, it, it's it's kind of a people, oh, well, we, you, expectations are too high. Well, the expectations I don't think is too much. Yes, yeah. And, and, and I've got to be honest with you, Terry, I wouldn't take Rooney because, again, he hasn't done enough yet. You can't judge a manager on just one season. Like, that's what I was saying about um, uh, the, the Brighton manager, uh, Potter. You know, when he's done prove something, then we'll say he's a good manager, but he's not a great manager yet. Um, mm. I'm going to end it there because we've both got shows to get ready and go to. I... I Appreciate you coming on so much, Neil. Uh, even if you were distracted by my daughter, but she does apologise. No <laughs> uh, uh, you want you're one of my two favourite daughters, Heather. Let's just leave it to that. Um, it is a crossroads. The BBC sort of introduced the iPlay a bit, saying we were at a crossroads. We possibly are. The thing I've got to say is, um, and I know it's easy to say, but in top we trust. You know. In, Yes. Look how close Vichai was to come to sacking um, Nigel Pearson. It, it was out there, it was on the news, and it all went on that night. And then by the next morning, he'd been reinstated. And you know, that mm. was down to top saying, hang on, is this the right decision? So I don't I don't think you know he's gonna make a bad decision, to be honest with you. So no. we're in it for the long run. You don't support Leicester because you support them in the for the trophies and things. You're in it for the long run if you support them. That's why we yeah. try and shout out some of the international fans because that's a lot more commitment. Some of the hours that they have to get up, I try and shout them a lot more on, on our show as well. People have to get yeah. up at four in the morning to watch that. Yes. Uh, things like that, that's a lot of dead time and dedication. And so it's giving people that opportunity. And we're in it for the long run. I know it, it was, but it's, my God, is it painful once it, when you go through it. But in, in exact, we've got a club that we trust. We've got an ownership that trusts. We know that we'll make the right decision. Hopefully, we'll both be sitting here, me and Chris, doing the same thing in next February. Going, I, I, it was a we had to go through the dying pains. We have to go through the growing pains, yeah. just like we did with Puel, and we're in a better place now. 
And I think that's yeah. that's it. So we will have to see. But and other than you that, know, if you support Leicester, you should know what we're like. <laughs> we never exactly. do things the easy way. We're, no. we're the, we're, one thing we are champions that is shooting ourselves in the foot. But you know, we, <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not in a Newcastle position. We're not in an Everton position at the moment. Let's see where we are at the end of the season uh, and, and and take stock from then. Uh, knee jerk reactions are never good. Look at Watford. Yeah. You know, what I mean? yeah. but Neil, again, well. how can people find you? Yep, so you go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Oh, thank you for putting me full screen. Neil at Beyond the 90 or Beyond the 90 LCFC. There's myself. We do Less City Women's content as well. Um, we've got fans from, again, Canada. Um, there's James and Ant do stuff as well. So more than happy to come over and check us out. Um, we've got, we've not, we've not had Chris, we've not had you on, but we've come on a few times. You're more than welcome to come on as well. But I think we're both doing podcasts at the same time. At the, I think uh, that's but, the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, 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 it's not that there's any anything between us i think we're both just busy doing our own things this is it this is it you know if, if you do a podcast you tend to do it at the same time because that's the best time to do it and uh, yeah. i would have had anton but i hadn't got a high chair free for him so i couldn't bring him on you were waiting for one of those weren't you you were waiting. i never i never say anything you started this and you're continuing this do not bring me into this i have clipped this and it? It to one, i think it. it's funny but that's not the point <laughs> you got you got to stick up for him but the links are in the channel below do go and, and give um beyond a, a liking and a, and a follow and thanks so much for coming on mate um let let's i have to wear a cap because i've got less hair than i had when i started supporting Leicester. so <laughs> hopefully still have a little bit by the end of the season but we'll probably get back together then and, my green and, screen does and this, yes <laughs> but all the best mate I'll probably speak to you tomorrow on Doug's channel, so uh, I'll see yeah, you there. Yeah, no problem. All Take right, care. see you later. Thanks, Thanks Chris. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Thanks to Neil for coming on. Great guy. Do make sure you go and check his channel out. He's really uh, does do good, uh, good content, um, uh, and, and, and it's worth following. Um, yes, I'm going to be on a, a, a um, Statman show in uh, 45 minutes. I might even be nipping on to Turf show to see if Burnley or Manchester United are losing. We will see. But I'll see you tomorrow at 7 here. Uh, when Doug's doing the first of probably about five shows tomorrow, it's just a little case of Man United. Uh, sorry, of Liverpool. Man United, we're wishful thinking. Let's go, we might be able to beat Man United at the moment. But come on, it would be Leicester. And I'll leave you with this thought. We've just lost to Forest. We will go and beat Liverpool. It happens. That's what Leicester do. Thanks for watching. Stay safe. I'll see you tomorrow at 7. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. The Leicester Till I Die shop is now open. For all your Leicester Till I Die merchandise, visit the Leicester Till I Die shop at our website. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time.
off the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club. Because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.